0: Good morning. It is Thursday, August the 24th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Beginning today with consecration. Because, as you know, I am wont to say, yesterday's consecration is not enough for today's transformation. And yesterday's transformation is not enough for today's demonstration. So here we go. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our entry today is called The Favorite Bible Verse of the Church. And our text is Acts chapter 2, verses 32 to 41. Hear now the word of the Lord. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore... Let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Since we're now in the back-to-school season of the year, how about we do a quick pop quiz? Get out a clean sheet of paper. There's only one question. What Bible verse from the Old Testament is quoted the most in the New Testament? Okay, so write your answer. And yes, you can use your Acts journal instead of a piece of paper. If you wrote, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you got it wrong. If you wrote, be holy as I am holy, you got it wrong. They are definitely quoted, as are many others, but not the most quoted by a long shot. The most quoted verse in the New Testament from the Old Testament is Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And yes, it was hiding right there in plain sight in today's text. Peter chose this text for the day of Pentecost, Earth Day of the Church, verse of the day. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Yep, that was the favorite verse of the early church. And it comes in a whopping 24 times across the New Testament. There's not even a close second. It reveals to us the essence and ethos of the whole story of God. It is a reclamation story. God is reclaiming his territory. Reclaiming? How does God lose God's territory? To be sure, God never lost his territory. After all, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. He founded it on the seas and established it on the waters, Psalm 24, 1 and 2. The hardest class in my first year of law school, if not all of law school, was property law. I will always remember my stunned surprise to learn the law of adverse possession. The law basically says that if I set up shop on your property in a way that is open, notorious, exclusive, intentional, and continuous for seven years, then I can legally claim ownership of the property and enter a process to get the title from you. It just seems so, well, wrong, doesn't it? The doctrine of adverse possession, a.k.a. squatter's rights, gives us a helpful analogy to understand how the enemies of God have usurped the property of God, all of creation, and especially his image bearers, a.k.a. us, from Genesis 3 forward. On the day of Pentecost, Peter officially gives public notice that the reign of adverse possession is over The beginning of the end is begun, starting in Jerusalem, moving into all Judea and then Samaria and onward to the end of the world. The new day has dawned. Jesus, the resurrected, ascended Lord of heaven and earth, is now officially reclaiming it all, and he will do it through building his church. In his crucifixion, the enemy of sin has been defeated. In his resurrection, the enemy of death has been defeated. Let's be clear, though, it is not over yet. The enemies of the Lord Jesus abound. Though they have been stripped of authority, they are still squatting on his property. Though they have been defeated at the cross, they retain every shred of rogue power that we will grant them. In our lives. Though they be served notice and are in the grip of defeat, the world, the flesh, and the devil remain formidable opponents, and they do not release their hold willingly and without a fight. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Remember question one on the day of Pentecost. What does this mean? Well, this is question two. What shall we do? Peter was ready. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Takes us back to question one. What does this mean? Repent is a word and concept we have understood badly. We will turn there tomorrow. For now, revel a bit in this word of the day. Even more so, the word of the ages. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The prayer of transformation. Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come, Holy Spirit, transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives might become your sanctuary. For the glory of God our Father, amen. And the question, so how did you do on the pop quiz? Good news, it's not going to count on your grade. (laughs) How does this analogy of adverse possession help you understand our story better? Journal out some of the implications for life you're beginning to see. What might repent mean when thought through the lens of adverse possession? And one more journal prompt, where do you see our enemies exercising the doctrine of adverse possession in your life? In the hymn, for our hymn today, we're going to sing hymn number one, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. I've heard tell there are 17 verses to this song. We have nine in our hymnal. Today, we're going to sing the first four, tomorrow, the next five. It's hymn number one in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. Hymn number one, with feeling and pace. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. The glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, To spread through all the earth abroad the honors of Thy name jesus the name that charms our fears that bids our sorrows cease his music in the sinner's ears tis life and health and peace he breaks the power of canceled sin he sets the prisoner free His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. You know, some of you picked up on that. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. That's where we got the title to our hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. So... There you have it, a little Easter egg for your Thursday morning. Well, that is a wrap for today. I am uh, looking forward to this day. It's Thursday. You know, none of us, we all have a plan for today, but none of us know exactly what's going to happen. And so we got to be ready for anything. That's Jesus in us. He's ready for anything and everything, which is why it makes so much sense to spend this time every day consecrating our hearts, our minds, our vision, our bodies to him, leaning in to the transforming grace and power of the Holy Spirit, and then moving forward ready for spontaneous demonstration. That's what love and the power of the spirit does at every possible encounter of our day. Let's keep in the zone today. Let's live in the zone today. Cuz this day's not going to come back. So um and you know what? Let's let's be mindful of the story that's unfolding of how we're living into this story of acts ourselves. We're in Acts chapter 29, you know. We're still in day one, living in the day after the day of Pentecost. All right, gang, I'll leave it there. I will look for you out there today. I'm going to be looking for you to be in a cloud of dust casting those seeds. That's what the seeds are. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.